hard work pays off. You know, the key is to stay focused and, 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 and believe in your vision, believe in yourself, and don't, don't get distracted. Stay away from they, you know what I mean? Never complain. Welcome to Zai to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world. I drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode with two guests. First one, introduce yourself. Yo, I'm I'm reoccurring guest, bro. You yeah, you're my co-host. I, I should be post uh, podcast family by now, innit? You're, you're speaking to Emmett Silver, philosopher, writer, darkest poet in the room, and you know what it is, the songwriting. And then obviously we've got a very special guest. We've, we've added an extra leg and now we're a tripod today, yeah? Nice one. Um, yeah, my name's Cairo. Uh, I'm a producer and engineer full-time. Um, currently working out of 2020 Studios. Um, yeah, man, thank you guys for having me. It's my second time here. So, yeah, thank you both for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All good, some man. lessons, bro. Yeah, nah, nah, it's been a, it's been a good um, start to the year, you know. I'm not even going to lie. I feel like 22 was a great, like, run-up, and I feel like I got a lot of stuff planned. So um, my book that I'm writing kind of still, I put little audio notes on my phone as well. So, yeah, it's called Why Conversations Matter, and that should be dropping in the summer. I am doing youth projects with... Um, some sports programs in West London, Ealing, Hillenden, Hounslow, and Hammersmith and Brent. So we do boxing, basketball, football, and we just added table tennis. So we're working with youths from 12 to 15 years old, and term time only, we, we do after school clubs on Saturdays. But the main thing we do is the half term. So basically the next half term is gonna be 29th of May to the 2nd of June. So we're gonna be running some projects in there just before the summer holidays, and we are looking for mentors, anyone who wants to work with youth, um, there's a three-stage vetting process. We have in-house training. Uh, you must be 18 to 25 and go through a DBS check on the update service. And yeah, if you do a trial day with us, your expenses and food is covered. So yeah, we basically will be recruiting from the end of April to the 31st of August. So anyone interested, uh, get the DBS done first and then we'll go from there. So yeah, so basically, man, I'm back with another episode with my guests and... My co-host, I'm going to call you my co-host now. Co- like, co- you're going to call me like, co-host, yeah, bro. Promotion, oh, bro. promotion. Promotion from Mr. <laughs> International, bro. Yeah, we've been doing it uh, for so long. I'm, I'm Eddie Griffin, internationally known. You get me? Go on. So there's a few albums that dropped. I'm just going to say, like, I've been in this album, God Save the Streets. It's actually hard. I love lyrics. I love, like, I just love rap. So this is, like, the new generation of, like, lyricists. You know, people love gangster rap, but it's getting a bit boring now. So mm-hmm. Avelino and Wretch, these are my guys. I love the way they... they you know, double and top. I love even Krebs and Conan as well, to be fair. Because Krebs and Conan are really good at the metaphors and the punchlines. And sometimes they, sometimes they, they overdo it. it they I know they do. It do. It but that's their style. So I feel yeah. like that's what they do. It works do. for them. But, it works but for I them. feel like that's how they, 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 they got on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, it works. Because you can't overdo it. There was a, there was a, I think as well, like 2012, 13, there was this whole thing where like everybody said, I'm going to do this like a, do, 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 like a, and it was just, everyone just jumped on that wave. Yeah. Because it did sound good, so, but after a while, it was a bit like, yeah. you're overdoing it and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was, much. it was the recent one that they did on that way with Abracadabra when uh, I think it was crept. He said, uh, you guys would have thought I was from Nige the way you were shouting, you robot. <laughs> and that one like uh, a lot of people just slandered him for that and oh it was, did they yeah they did they yeah, were like I think, still I like think, come I on bro it's a, a cancel culture thing now it is a cancel culture yeah you know, social the media day, does it saying some reckless stuff and now yeah when it first came out now, it, now gun, it's just the smallest thing. of stuff but yeah, I think you know why I think it's because they've set the bar so high like a lot of rappers are doing 
you know that type of standard but like because they are the figureheads in the uh, scene when they come back and do something like that it's like come on guys but then also they they they, they ain't got the chip on their shoulder no more. yeah they, no they they're not the pressure yeah exactly yeah they're past that stage now and they're growing they've done a yeah. lot of stuff but um my man was it is it is it no it's crap crap made all his money with the baby yeah 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 crap is doing this thing now man this is the i think just this generation, if you want to talk about you, we're not into it, but the UK artists, what they're doing more smart things with their money than they ever done before. You know, when you got signed back in the day, you wasn't really opening restaurants and opening baby care and you, or you just didn't see it because of social media. But yeah. Yeah, Big Nasty's got, I went to Tenerife, Big Nasty's got a, I, when I sat down and had food there, I thought this is Big Nasty, bro. Like he's got a, like a Jamaican restaurant in Tenerife. <laughs> like, I couldn't even believe, I was like, this is sick. Like it's inspiring, bro. Because it's, yeah. it's not just like, man, just see you rapping and think, oh, you're just like, yeah. no, but Ano- another people one, are smart, people are smart. A- another two actually that I respect highly is Bugsy Malone. Okay. Um, nah. He's very entrepreneurial. He's actually got his own clothing line on oh, JD. Sick. Yeah, it's live. Sick. Like he's 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 doing his own trainers and stuff nah, at JD. Know that, you know. And even um, Rimsey has real estate as well, which is really good. So I feel like yeah. a lot of artists, like when they're doing entrepreneurial stuff, is very inspiring for me. I say. And that's why I like people like you and Ninja because it's like you're matching yeah. business acumen to the music. It's not just something that you love and you want to make money off. Yeah. You're trying to think of the longevity. Yeah. And really, if you want to make music for a long, we'll talk about it later, but a long period of time, investing your money is just key. Absolutely. Because like, you can only be hot for so long. Yeah. Like, exactly. if you come out, think about it. Central Sea is probably an anomaly, but after like one, two years, another new artist comes. Well, so we your wave isn't going to last Central that long. Central Sea either. And one thing you've got to realise in the music industry is we every, 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 every other kind of industry is either weekly or monthly or even worse bi-monthly checks these are quarterly yeah, checks um, Reuters, so you've got it? to mm-hmm. wait for that and then if you don't sort out your accounting right and you don't have your taxes mm-hmm. right you're you're waiting six months and it can take years money. sometimes yeah sometimes it if you're years. Some, and doing it takes years that, to build the momentum shows, if you're not mm-hmm. doing shows so you regular need, you, you mm-hmm. need something yeah. to boost up that income as well yeah of course it it is it is a slow burner it's a snowball but it's mm. a slow burner yeah absolutely but anyway like we're gonna go into um one of the releases this year by an artist called ray who's from london actually we're gonna go more on the songwriting and production breakdown it's called 21st century blues and it is her first album right and i heard about ray back in 16 2016 yeah first time i heard oh. about her and um yeah she was just putting out eps and putting out songs and then she had like loads of little you know pop songs and apparently she wasn't really trying to go in that direction and it's hard because labels have the money so uh well i read an article the other day and it said record label major record label escape (laughs) makes revenge taste sweet that's basically what she called this and now she's made this independent album um and yeah she's done it herself independently on the 3rd of february and it's her first project um after polydor records in 2021 so first body of work and yeah, she she really writes about real stuff people are going through, about addiction, insecurities, um, sexual assault, and X, Y, and Z. So it's really interesting that she's not just writing party songs, and this is what she really wanted to make, and now it's actually doing what she wants. So so can we go yeah. into one of the tracks, right? Yeah, so what track did you want to play first? Escapism, in it. That's okay. the one that everyone's been hearing on TikTok, but I want you to actually listen to the lyrics, because they're deep. All right, cool, we'll go to the first track, Escapism by Ray. Dripping on him. I met him at the bar, it was 12 or something. I ordered two more wines, cause 
tonight I want it. A little context if you care to listen. I find myself in a shit position. The man that I love sat me down last night and he told me that it's over. I'm done decision. And I'm already acting like a bitch. Not me. So you might as well stick it. Just a heartbreak, bitch. High heels, extension. The back of the nightclubs, if it's Did you mind ever think about that track? Very deep and um, very retrospective, which is really good. Um, we had a conversation before um, the podcast was live, um, but like I like a lot of storytelling, you know, musicians and stuff like that. And um, her talking about ad- addictions from a very young age, very, very interesting. It's very eye-opening. And also the the actual intro in that, like the, the melody and intro of that is very like alarming. So it's like, it's very good for like new listeners to really get engaged straight away. Um, so that's uh, a really I good technique there that the producer did. 100% agree. I, can't, I can't, couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. What about you, Jerome? Yeah, I liked, it was very rappy. Like I liked she was mm. kind of like jump on that. Because you can only, when you sing, you can only drag words for so long. So yeah. I feel like, you know, she has that kind of Beyonce cadence where she's trying to like rap sing slightly. And like, I like the fact that, yeah, she was speaking about real stuff. And um, yeah, it's my first listen. And I like the, the production it was very like, made me pay attention. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was some good sounds. So, so no, it was good. So you lot basically made the ice cream sundae. I'm just going to put the cherry in the sprinkle. <laughs> I think the, the best thing that I noticed about her is, she, like you said, the beat was very alarming, but what she did, I thought was very good. It's like, there was three parts of that song where it had a different key change. Mm-hmm. So your ears are constantly yeah. snap back. And I like the fact that she gets you into this rhythm of predict- predictability and then she snaps you out of it. Mm. So, uh, like even with the little double on top drop, because I'm acting like a dick, might as well stick it in. I was like, rah, I didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect right. her to say that. Yeah, 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 or, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or champagne and then in the back of the taxi sniffing cocaine. I was like, rah. Like, yeah. I didn't expect those kind of words to come out in mm-hmm. the song, mm-hmm. especially when the story started. Yeah, and it was about sitting me down. You have to, I don't have to really, really listen to it, but something about sitting, man had to sit me down to break me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I like yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you could imagine the story in your head. It's very, yeah. very, very much a visualizer. Should we go for another track? Yeah, of course, man. Um, what are you saying? Which one? I have to check which one it's called. Um, I'm going to do one more track and then I think. After that, I'm going to do the, the last track at the end because I like the way she closed the album. Oh, perfect. Um, it's called uh, f- uh, Flip a Switch. That's Pinnacle UK music for me still. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, I can see you buffing your head. You yeah, know, you're just tapping. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that dancehall bashment type of rhythm in the in the drums, right? Yeah. See, I did. I, I was thinking that, but now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, it's the boom boom. Yeah, boom, it's that boom boom. Boom, ka, boom, ka, boom, boom, ka, boom, ka. Yeah, I like this, it. This I like re- it. This could be a club banger. Like I can see it's in the club. Yeah, it works. I, it works. I, do you know? I, I think that that song's perfect for you know when you're in the club mm-hmm. and the girls are just moving stush. Yeah, just the moving. Yeah, <laughs> that is the perfect song. Like all the mandem will be having a good time, and the girls are just like chilling there, like yeah, they're not really doing much. And then the music comes on, they're like the, the hot girl summer vibes. But it's not. It's not even that. It's more like. These these guys ain't really shit. I've been through a lot. I'm just mm. trying to be with my girls, mm. like have a good time with my mm. girls and stuff. So mm. that's a really good song for um for that type of vibe, I reckon. I, I just thought it was a good contrast to the first song that I played because it kind of had this. The other one was kind of high energy. Yeah. This one kind of had this kind of like low key kind of vibe, which I kind of like. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I like mm. when an artist can show me dynamics in the album, but they're still content continuity it sounds mm-hmm. like it's from the same album even she even used the same technique at the very start where straight away i was captivated by the vocals that are just waving around bro, you know you and then the bass comes show, in bro. yeah yeah bro if you need your own uh, not production breakdown bro yeah can't yeah. leave this guy bro no 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 because i know your age yeah i'm just like raw you're breaking it down proper bro. yeah you man. need to school these people now nah. yeah man come on come bro, on, bro. <laughs> come on king cairo in the building you get me Oh, you know what, yeah, I'm going to play a surprise song because I just want to, I'm just feeling it now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like generally when girls write songs, it's from the love perspective of the sweet boy. But there's there's more dogs out there. So she's really <laughs> speaking. That's a fact. I shouldn't laugh because yeah. some, there's, some, there's somebody <laughs> listening right now hey. saying it's you, bro. Well, they can say what they want. It's, it is what it is. Hey, but bro. we're hearing that. We're hearing the woman's perspective of that innit like she's giving her heart to a guy and it's like it's, it's, you know what I mean it's not know, worked out do, do you know what I like that her perspective as a songwriter right because you know she's showing you the other side of being a bad bit mm. right she's showing you the not the A A in the club mm. the oh I'm heartbroken so it's the nah. vulnerable side it's the exactly. open side I feel like exactly. that that is a that is a side that a lot of people need people as a whole like men and women need to like open up to because i feel like we're, we're gonna go into it later like my, like views on urban music a lot of people don't do what ray is doing yeah, where like yeah, they're yeah. showing vulnerability mm. you know a lot of people rap and make music with ego where like they look at their best you know at all times and like rap people is to, yeah right. it's bossy and it's like not not 90 percent it's too high maybe like 50% is not real. It's fabricated. Because you're not, you're not going to go I'm on road. i go in between you and say 75% because I, I I don't think half of the people are doing What they're saying, they're not, they're not, they're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's just like, because a lot of people will come up to like someone like Lowski and one time he goes, oh, you've had friends that died and like even Krepton Conan, we talked about them. It's like obviously um, Conan's dad passed away from getting shot and all their songs talking about shooting people. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's bad. It's like we've been conditioned in a way to like, talk about homicides and shooting mm-hmm. people up. And mm-hmm. it's like, if someone kills our family member, we're the first one to say, even even um, Cadet said that, RIP. We was like, if my nan got shot, I'll be the first one to call the police. But I'm with my brethren saying no snitching. You know, so it's like... Yeah, but then that's the issue, isn't it? Because the people who make the music are not the bad man. Because if you're on the roads, you're making too much money to, to <laughs> stop that. Right? that as well. and, and you've got to look at it from this perspective, right? A lot of us... Uh, maybe not regular civilians, but what we we'll call hood f- civilians. So that means we follow hood rules, even though we're civilian. Mm. 
which mm. doesn't make sense because mm. snitching is only supposed to be like say if me and Cairo's partner and we go hit a lick right and then i get caught and then now i'm if i tell on Cairo, mm. i'm a snitch mm. but say if let's say for example you you two ride out on me mm. and i call the police and i'm a regular civilian that's not snitching at all yeah, yeah no, because i'm a regular civilian so mm -hmm. i feel like what's happened is because a lot of the guys who make rap are not that actual bad man they're the spokesman for the bad just man. to jump in yeah. did you hear what happened with caleb dennis bro caleb dennis no i didn't caleb dennis apparently um juked up notes okay that story okay this happened a couple months ago right Last year or the year before, can't remember. After it was re it was recent. I know, I know, it was only a couple months ago. And but apparently, Notes snitch, and everyone was saying the same thing yeah. of like Notes has never in his songs never claimed to be a bad man. Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because it's your around that kind of energy, in it. And then also, like, like you gotta look at it from this perspective, isn't it? Right. If you ever seen anything like Top Boy, don't get it twisted. The guy at the top, when he wants your food, he's 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 hotting you up to the feds. So it's a, it's a game of chess. Mm -hmm. they, they don't want you to snitch because that's your ability to flip the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it really is. Yeah. It's not. It's a control device. It's not. Oh, because let's put it this way, right? If you're running the ends and you're doing a madness around the ends, right, and the whole community doesn't like you and they start snitching on you, what's gonna happen? Yeah. yeah so yeah, now yeah. I need to culture or or indoctrinate the area. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're not gonna do this. Well, I'm not gonna protect the area because back in the day, you wouldn't snitch on people because the community would protect the community. Well, it's not like that no more. Mm, mm. I'm gonna play a surprise song called Hard Out Here and then we'll go from there. Figured away, figured away. I was out, said I was done. Look at his face now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Tell them boys, feeling them boys, meet at a steakhouse. I've been a mess, I'm in a dress, and I got my cakes out. Sleeping on her, sleeping on me, I'm in her face now. Mm -hmm. What you know about hustling as a young girl in the dungeon? What you know about making the mess with the devils in your face? You must pretend. CRO, I'm from the ends, but I'm an actor. Smile on your face, all of the pricks, all of the one cards. I like to chill, smoke it away, manage my anger. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Ooh, love it love it love it that was hard that's the hardest song i actually played and i just played it randomly that i like the use of simps in there i liked i like this yeah, song i really like I, I, I love the Simpsons. and it again that, that rap she's got the, the rap Roger. side of it yeah. makes me pay a bit more attention and uh, yeah the yeah it was nice it was bouncy i like the fact that she was talking about you know current things that people like average people can relate to and that is for me like the lifeblood of real songwriting it's being relatable yeah absolutely mm. absolutely it's, it's the vulnerability that makes her relatable as well mm. and makes people actually want to listen to her more and also like um on a on a production level like like you said there's simps in there i really like this album because she's showcasing uh versatility mm. so like the first song was like uh like a trap type of yeah. beat was it instrumental yeah, yeah kind of trappy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was kind of like trap and then like the second one was like dance hall slowed it down a bit this one's like gone into hip-hop which is really cool and then also like the engineer did something really cool in the in the chorus where like 
he distorted like the vocals in the background, yeah, pitched that. up and pitched down to have different voices. Which I like, is, which I like is really the use cool. of a voice. Do you feel like I don't know? I felt like this just generally. Ray's got a good voice. Do you feel like she masks her voice with too many effects? No, Sometimes no. I, I don't think no. so. Okay. I, think, I think she looks at her voice from a production level. Yeah. The same way yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, would yeah, have yeah, a guitar yeah, 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 yeah. and they would have a pedal and add a synthesizer. Mm, mm. I just think she's doing that with her voice because it's, it's because remember, your album, the fun, fun thing of having an album, right, is it should sound like an album. I, I'm as much as I love when you go to see somebody and they sound exactly like the record. Mm. I don't think that's yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. then how do I differentiate your record from your live performance? Because mm-hmm. she's not going to yeah. do all that on a live. In live, no, of course yeah. not. Yeah. However, yeah, of course not. Because she's got so many elements, layers. She can, she can play with it. Yeah. She could yeah. give the backing vocalist this yeah. part and then yeah. re- rearrange it. And I love songs like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, kind of like um, Usher had a 25th anniversary of My Way yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love the reproductions of, of 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 My Way and You Make Me Wanna because I just like when somebody there's always a difference between I say doing a cover and doing a copy yeah. copy is you just singing the song same like that way yeah, yeah, but yeah. a cover means you reimagine the song and I feel like with those tracks on the album on a, with a live band, they're not going to sound like that. Mm. But the way you could probably reimagine them with a live band, endless possibilities. Yeah, to add to that, what you said was really good about her imagining her vocals from a production level. Mm. And it gives it gives yeah, the yeah. song so much more layers. Like, for someone like myself, and even like you, Emmett, like, we're, we're looking at, oh my days, there's so many vocals, there's so many effects. Like, this is going to inspire me to make some music myself and like mm-hmm. maybe even like even like yourself if you wanted to produce some music 100%. from listening to this as well like yeah, 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 you can course, be like oh what if i was to make you know a, a, a like a different type of like record and have these type of elements from mm. you know from what ray's doing in as well so yeah she's she's doing that really well i think see and i agree with that and i think she's also doing exactly what you said but in a way where it's not over complicating it yeah, it's, it's that she's simplicity not, she's not messing up the synergy or the cadence of the song it all for works the together general person because this person's just popping to it but mm. we're the ones understanding oh that's why that song's so catchy mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. the person yeah. it's like oh it's just catchy. and we're just breaking it down yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> just, we're just we're looking at them for what they are and just like all right cool that that was done there and that was done there you know she's done a bit of delay in certain uh, in certain elements to make it more full yeah and so yeah, like because her lyrics are very simple you know, when working with singers, it's good to have those effects as well because it makes the song feel more vibrant, more full. Because mm, mm. um, if she hadn't had those effects, it probably wouldn't have been the same experience, like mm, listening to the music. No, because so. dry vocal would have been like a bit of dough. So they probably yeah. added it after and just, yeah. Just, 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 yeah, just to give it a bit more flavour. Like, have you ever gone to like regular cinema? And then you go to the proper IMAX. Oh, different. Way different. That, different. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what that song yeah. sounds like. Yeah, I can hear, I, w- I would love to hear the reference. The reference was probably a song in itself. Mm-hmm. And it could probably make a very good acoustic songs. But it's just like she said, yo, let me take a bit from Zap and Roger. Yeah. Love Punk. Little mm. Teddy Riley with the kind of simps and just. It's the, it's, it. You know what that is? It's the difference between Peckham Plex and Leicester Square. That's that's what it is. Literally. That's what it is. That art, that artist that really puts in the effort, and like for for me, I feel like that's what really defines a great artist. We were talking about that as well. Yeah. A great artist and a good artist is like someone who really puts time into the craft, really like puts even effort into like their engineers, like finds a really really good engineer of good quality to like really back, you know, their their quality as a singer. 
to like really like bring the music to life as well. So speak speaking of that, you you segue into the best topic. So I'm gonna take over the mic because now it's the producers are in the hot seat. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, songwriters. Yeah. It's time for you to camp out and go into the tent for a second. Yeah, it's big boy time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good question because everybody feels like they can be a producer, yeah. Even though a lot of times they're just a beat maker and just a, 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 a fancy session musician, right? So I want you to answer this question honestly. How hard is it to make money as a producer? It's, it really depends on the individual. For myself and my experience, like I really want this. So I'm really going to find any way that I can make money. Whether it's sync deals, whether it's selling my beats, whether it's creating drum kits, loop kits, collaborating with uh, uh, other producers that have just as much, if not more, opportunities than me, more connections with other artists, etc. Um, you know, there's there's ways of teaming up and and creating music with artists, and then hopefully you know doing a fifty fifty split with them. Um, and they, you know, could potentially get a placement at Rolling Loud. They go out and perform. They get a check. They they give me some of the money from that. That's like there's so many different ways to make money as a producer. Um, I actually made some notes as well because like there's there's a plethora Love of that different preparation, ways. Bro. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yo, yeah, because I always you know, believe as well, you are like what you get in, you put out in life in general. Yeah. So I always find myself an over preparer, but in the moment, it just becomes better because you know things come up. So now you can kind of like engineer it. So I, I'm, anyway. I'm going to tell you a real, real, real quote. They say yeah, that yeah. the goddess of Lady Luck shines on those who are prepared. Mm. Okay, mm. I didn't know that. So, okay. so remember that because listen, luck. I was taught luck is an acronym. Yeah, it's labor under correct knowledge. Okay, so okay. If you do the right oh, thing yeah, nice. at the right time. Good things will happen under yeah, correct knowledge. Facts. Yeah, facts. that's that's Love amazing. So, so you, so so Gualang, Gualang, young like king. That. I'm liking yeah, this. Man. I'm liking this. Um, so literally, if if you're listening and you're a producer, the best, or or if you're a beginner and you would like to get into music production, the best like start is to understand the craft. Study, study, study as much as possible. You know, watch as many different YouTube videos as possible. Even if it's just for one hour, just sit on YouTube for one hour and learn. You know, your door, whether it's like FL Studio, Logic Pro, um, those are the top two that I'd say for like beat making or, or even Ableton as well. Ableton is really, really good for MacBook users. So for those who don't know, doors digital audio workshop. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah that's basically yeah, the yeah, software yeah. where you will make the music. Um so yeah, that's that's like step one, it's just really getting good at your craft. And then second of all is like really get good at, you know, playing your music to other people. Don't feel a way to like get feedback genuine feedback from from genuine people um and and also people that you don't know as well that's so, a good so, networking so i like what you said just there so break down what is genuine feedback from genuine people like don't have yes men around you okay. you know if you've got if you've got brethren that are like, like yeah it's good bro. Yeah, it's, it's good bro but like they're not really telling you they're not really telling you ah oh, you know what your beats are actually out of place your melodies are out of key your 808 slides are all over the place like they're not it's just not working or artists couldn't actually rap on it so mm. for a person who might not be the only music person and i'm just going deep into your point i think you make a very good point i just want the people who are listening to kind of understand a little bit more right so say for somebody right who is just starting out in production yeah and they might have be very talented at production but they might not be have a network of people around them who actually understand production yeah. to critique them 
how's the best way to kind of find those genuine people your best way is um so the way i started out was i i actually went to college and what i did was i did a music production course um so straight away i just surrounded myself with musicians if you if you don't do a college uh, course which to be honest i wouldn't really recommend if like you're starting from scratch maybe if you know you're past that age of like doing college or if or if you're still starting out but you don't want to go college what you can do is um network look online for you know places where there's music events sometimes there's music events where specifically for artists and rappers and like these are networking events where people can give genuine feedback you know uh to artists rappers etc or you can go to producing events um where you can meet other producers um and like what i started doing was i started going to produce a link up uh which is box park it's out it's, it's mainly at box park and what yeah, happens really is, well man i even went there one time. yeah saw it's one? really box good no, it's really um good. so the wembley shoreditch and croydon are the main three that they go to oh, okay. um it's actually run by Carnes hill shout out to Carnes hill and shomoke and uh uh flyo flyo also djs there as well he he plays the beats through and stuff and also Lauren Kofi uh, hosts as well. Um, it's really, really good for producers to go and network, meet each other. Uh, you're basically finding like-minded people and you can actually present and play your beats on stage in front of a crowd of people. Now, um, you you know, you'll get a crowd reaction. The crowd will tell you, oh, yeah, this beat's sounding cool. Or if the crowd's not really vibing to it, like maybe, you know, the producer could do a bit more work on the instrumental. Um, and yeah, it's really, really good to like, you know, meet people. And then from there, like you just set up a studio session, you know, you, you, you keep in contact with them, get in a session, you know, see how uh, you can work with each other, um, see who they know. If they have management, that's amazing. Um, if they know artists, that's even better because you're one step closer to, you know, getting maybe a beat sale or something like that. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd say literally just, just network, get yourself out there, social media, create content that's a very very big step we're in the world of information right now but also you know because there's so much input it's always best to like create and output like what it is what it is that you're doing as well so if for instance you're making a beat you know make a video of that make a video of the process of how like you're making your beat and then even while maybe you're on live people can critique your your beat making as well while you're making it on the spot um so yeah, I'd say like literally just network. That's like the third step or the second, second slash third step. Um, then I would say like create a website where you can put your beats online. Um, you've got BeatStars, which is the number that, that's, one. That's a golden one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I remember it was SoundClick. Go, go, go yeah, sprinkle them diamonds over. on them, bro. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, man, of yeah, course. Yeah. So um, I was first introduced to BeatStars when I first um, joined college. Uh, in 2018 but i didn't actually start my account until 2020 um so essentially beatstars is a website where you can upload your beats um and like you have creative control you can choose the prices um you have different licenses so how it works is um an another step that i would say as well is to understand the music business because music business yeah. is, I was gonna is jump very, on the second yeah, 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 that's, 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 not, that's like yeah, step yeah. number three or step number four mm. is like really understand the music business and how, you know, understanding the difference between a lease contract and an exclusive contract oh, when you're selling have, beats. I feel like now, because my man's wearing the suit and that, this is the perfect <laughs> time for him to break down the business part, yeah, because wow. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. 
Cairo, if you keep dropping all these gems, we won't have a show. We have a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to leave. You know, what's, what's, what's the point of being? Why did you invite me? See, as, as you got you're, 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 you're suited and booted, I'm ready, bro. Break down the business for us, my brother. Wow, wow. Well, I'm not an expert in the business, but what I would say is that. It's actually you can you can probably jump in fifty percent of your success, not knowing the more, business more. What? Yeah, probably more than yeah. the creativity because I feel like you need to know how publishing works. You mm-hmm. need to know how royalties work. You need to know, you know. I've seen a lot of producers, you know, going back to the making money things, be engineers because it's easier to be an engineer than a producer because everyone needs their songs recorded. Yeah. You can get money paid for that day. Mm-hmm. Like you said, royalties come now and again. So. The main thing about the business is understanding publishing, understanding the splits. You know, when you're doing a song with somebody, yeah, you're friends, right? But when a record is nothing, it's great. But when you release it, that's when everything changes. I'll, I will say, when you're, you're jumping, when, yeah. when you're starting out and you're working with friends, put that down and, you know, put a contract down, whether it's in writing or verbal. Verbal contract. Let yeah. them know, bro, you know, we're making music together. This is great. But I would like... 25% minimum for like the master like the final publishing when it's out on DistroKid and whatnot um, or or like literally just say cool let's go 50-50 let's work on this together I don't I don't necessarily want that much up front but like I want 50% on the back end of royalties because anyone can blow up you know you can, know. You, you can Never be vibing know. out with your brethren and you just make a hit and you don't know it until it's out on DistroKid and they're popping off on TikTok and their Spotify has two two million to 20 million views like okay it's a bit it's a bit of a long shot but like yeah. obviously it's, it, it takes a lot more time to get to that point but the point of the matter is is like get that down on paper verbal agreement verbal contract and understand this is what happens you know when you don't put these and what things do you think down. about producers having managers do you feel like Depends on your workload, but I Produce, feel like pr- producers are managers. They manage themselves. They can do, you yeah. know. You know, like the 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 thing is, like sometimes producers even manage artists. Like when it comes to the business side, yeah, yeah, course, I, I think it's always important for the producers to understand the business even more so than the artists. Yeah, hundred percent. Because 100%. you know, because when you do um, publishing, it is fifty fifty. So yeah. it's fifty to the songwriter and fifty to the producer. Yeah, to that's, the how it's, that's how it's yeah. always worked. But I feel like you know a lot of people sign deals now, and obviously they buy tight beats on the internet and they you know this designer brought a beat online mm. um who else done well um bryson tiller yeah. and it just went well and obviously the splits wasn't done correctly because mm-hmm. they didn't know how big the song goes yeah so sometimes you make music and you never know but definitely like you said get the paperwork right understand the business there's one book i want to drop because i like cool, to cool, drop cool. my books drop that book, bro. <laughs> drop it's that called book. all you need to know about the music business by donald passman um and yeah it will break down everything from publishing royalties and everything that you just said about yeah definitely um all you need to know about the music industry by donald passman it goes into everything and it gets updated every year um so when i was because i'm a bit older than him and you know he grew up in a good age like i got a cousin who i learned from who grew up on you know analog and there was no internet so now you could literally i feel anyway um selling the beats online changed it for producers forever it just put e-commerce into music yeah. and you can make money you can make music around the world you can like you said put your own price on it and become your own boss back in the day you'd have to rely on an artist and we love making music mm-hmm. artists but what i'm saying is that you have to rely on making the user and they might bust one day there's a lot of studio sessions a lot of time a lot of money that will go into yeah. the process yeah um and you can literally like you just said make a website produce things from your house and actually just upload it on the internet and 
you know, promote and market yourself. That's big key as well because, you know, making money as a producer is about the work you put in. Yeah. So if you're making, I don't know, five beats a day, um, you got to be uploading them all the time. And it's just about getting that one person that might record a song in Germany. Yeah. And now you're just, you know, in Germany, in Berlin. You yeah. know? So don't always, I always say, so don't always stick to your demographic because the internet is worldwide. So you can have yes. a market in something that you love in a whole different country and you can make money off it. So understand publishing, understand business and that book and there's another one called The Art of Publishing by Helen Gammons. The Art, Art, of, Art of Publishing by Helen Gammons. And again, it goes into the publishing and just not music, film, syncs, um, everything. So when your song gets played, um, you're meant to get some royalties from that. So everyone plays the license to PRL, uh, PPL um, and PRS, sorry. So yeah. if you register your music um, and it gets played in a public place, uh, you get royalties off that. So yeah, that's that's my spin in it. I'm again, I'm not an expert, but that's my general knowledge. And if you want to add anything to no, anything that you know. You, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, like like you said, like e-commerce is coming to music now. Now producers are the ones that make the gold. You know, well, we all, to be fair, like we always were in a way, like we was behind the magic of, of music. But like now now we have that creative control. Now you have no and do you know what I really love the most? Okay, Michael Jackson was the first one to show you Quincy Jones, right? But this is the, this is the best wave of like, the producer has a face now. Yeah. yeah, they can be a brand. Look at Metro Boomin. Yeah. You know what I mean? The tags, yeah. obviously people don't like the tags, but now but I get it's, it's, it's the it's tags is like you're branding yourself mm-hmm. and you can become, your, you don't rely on the artist and <laughs> it's all right. Cramp, cramp, cramp. And um, if the artist, you know, you'd have a falling out with the artist or, you know, it always based on your relationships. So you could stand alone on the on the hits that you've just produced. Mm-hmm. I think Khaled, people don't like to say Khaled's a producer, but I think Khaled's a producer. Khaled is a DJ. More executive producer. He puts, he's an executive. We're going to talk yeah. about it later, yeah, but yeah, he puts yeah, yeah. music together and yeah. he's got a vision for the song. He's he's a bit like an A&R, A&R as well. Yeah. But, yeah. but but he called, like, in a way, people do call him a producer because, like, he executive produces, he's on the tag. Whereas the A&R is like, you wouldn't know who the A&R is. He's more yeah, behind the A&R. scenes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, behind the scenes. He's, he, the A&R is the ninja. You know, you ninja. don't really know. Yeah, but he, L.A. Reid, he's an executive producer. Well, he actually does production as well. Okay, yeah. But he's A&R. Simon Cowell. Big man Cairo. Yes, sir. Cool. Let's get into this. And I think this is a very interesting question, yeah? Mm-hmm. Can you always make music you like as a producer um i would say not always not not as much as you would like um well to be to be fair i i don't know it's a weird it's a weird one because i like making music and if if i if i'm making music that i don't like and i have the control to say no i don't want to make this i'll just bin it i'll I'll literally just throw it away so can i give you a hypothetical situation yeah? yeah Let's say um, Rihanna says, boom, I need about four tracks for R8. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And you're in the studio. And th- these real opportunities can happen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. artists say, yo, listen, we're, we're, we're going to do a producer camp. Are you in or are you out? Mm-hmm. I want this kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And the kind of musical direction that they're going for is not what you like. Yeah. That's, what, that's what you see, that's where it gets turkey because then you're, you're talking about um, whether I would... Right, selling your soul is a bit of a deep like it's, it's going heavy and it's going deep but like there's been instances where I felt like I was losing not dignity or selling, losing my soul when making music but say integrity probably yeah integ- a bit of integrity where it's like alright I don't really mess with this artist but I'm gonna do it for the bag or I'm gonna do it for the check and it's like okay this is a cool experience because I'm still going through this but I'm not I'm not enjoying the process and there's sometimes sometimes 
when like as a producer you might you might even like as an engineer you might like be working with an artist that you don't necessarily rate you still give your input like you still be that engineer that gives feedback on the artist but the artist just isn't vibing the same way the artist isn't taking in you know your, your criticism they're not trying to make music with you and like in that sense i feel like i'm making music for you like i'm working for you like sometimes that's a bit hard as an engineer um so like literally in that case you just gotta go through with it and like you're not in that sense like it would answer the question that it's like no i'm not making well i i am making music off of money that i off of music that i don't like if that makes sense yeah i i agree because i believe especially as a songwriter producer you 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 there's you can make uh your your own genre of music and then you can make what i call house music yeah and i'm not talking about house as in the the genre i mean that i'm gonna buy you a house music yeah right and i don't think it's necessarily selling your soul in a sense because mm. you've got to understand that music is your purpose mm-hmm. right everybody who chooses it because it's a calling it calls you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. however songwriting and being a producer is a job and that's a, a reality that we don't like to think yeah and i say it's the very big difference between some of the best sports stars and the ones who who don't go pro is that they don't treat it like a job which means you've got to turn up every day you've got to write every day you've got to do all these things every day essentially it's it's the same way um you see ronaldo and messi turn up to the pitch and they know yeah Go they're they're there stuff. every day and even like other footballers were saying that like, Ronaldo's like here at training like before me and after I leave. Yeah, or like you know? yeah. And and it's the same thing I think about music because mm-hmm. people look don't get me wrong, I believe that work is play, so you should find some fun in your work. Mm-hmm. But work is work. And yeah. the reason why they call work work is because it works. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, I get it. if somebody's going to for example I feel like selling your soul is say you go into a studio yeah and then somebody is trying to make a song about something that's completely goes across it against your morals Mm -hmm. that's very different to somebody asking you to make a a sound because when somebody hires you as a producer or an engineer they're hiring you to your service exactly yeah and a lot of the times i feel like in the music business from the creative industry we are what we call creative craftsmen or tradesmen. The yeah. same way you hire somebody to knock out your 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 wall and build a new house for you, whatever the client kind of wants, mm-hmm. that's what they you got to do. It yeah. You 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 will sometimes have like even what I experienced recently was, um. So shout out to Pianwu. He was also on the podcast here. Um, I designed to inspire like a couple couple months back, but we actually worked together on a project. Um and. This was nearly, nearly, nearly placed and pitched to uh, the Real Housewives. Wow. Now, this this was this was a good uh, this was a good opportunity, and, and so what they said, they gave us a brief. They said, "We want a, a K-pop inspired reggaeton type of song," and so raw, straight away, it. yeah, straight away, you're thinking, "Raw, like what K-pop mixed with reggaeton? Like this is different vibes." So. It was exciting for me because I've never really made reggaeton and I don't listen to much K-pop either. In fact, I've, I don't think I've ever listened to K-pop until I started working with Pian Wu. So it was quite interesting for me to to go through that process. I ended up enjoying the mu- making music very much as well. Um, and that was, I'd say that was an inter- a, a interesting circumstance where it's like, it's not music that I would necessarily make, but it's something that I tried anyway. 
yeah, and I, I agree. And I think as a creative, you can't be creative and be af- afraid to go against something you don't like. like yeah. Because it's kind of like a chef. There's mm. certain foods you don't like, certain palates you don't agree with, mm-hmm. but you still dwell in that to give you an understanding of other things. Yeah. Um, I, I, I generally feel as a creative, we really just got to understand that the you... If you have a creative mind, you have one of the best minds in the world. Yeah, because because it's mean, limitless. Exactly. And a creative mind isn't the limited mind, and that's what that's what like sets us apart from everyone else. I think mm-hmm. as, as creators, is we we have an imagination that other people just just can't imagine. Like they can't they can't fathom it. They can't see it. Exactly. They can't and, see what we see. You know. And the beautiful thing about imagination, right, is it can turn something that is cumbersome or 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 very hard mm. into something that's fun and challenging. Yeah. Right? You know, like little kids, if you if you get excited about doing the washing up, they'll get excited because their mind is full of imagination. It's like a sponge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And their mind is full of imagination compared to now, if you get told to do the dishes, you're like, ah. mm. because mm. you're just seeing it as work rather than seeing it as an assignment. And I think being in the music business is very much like playing an MMORPG, right? Mm. You've got your main quest, which is why you're in the business, your purpose and that. But part of the game is having a bunch of side quests. Yes. You'll have you'll have tons of side missions. Yeah, you yeah. have tons of side characters that you gotta work with. You've got tons of little, you know, uh like I call the plugins are like the little add-ons, mm. little upgrades. You know, you got you gotta get these every now and then. Sometimes like learning a new uh plug plugin seems absolutely long and treacherous but once you get into the habit of you know using that you'll actually find it very fun you essentially find the music experience like making that music you'll find it so much more interesting um i think when when like because even for myself i experienced this as well when i was like i was making music on on fl studio for so long well no not even for so long like since 2021 but i didn't actually get my first third party plugin until last december and I was making music for like four years and I didn't get like, I didn't even get Vintage Valhalla or any of these like T-Rex or Waves until like last last December. And it literally transformed like, m- like my music making experience as well. Um, so yeah, I'd say like, even as a producer as well, it's like, it's, it's definitely worth like researching as many different plugins and stuff that you can grab, get a hold of to like really upgrade your, your sound and your and your music making experience as well. Alright, cool. So, Mr. International has just been back, yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's obviously hopped off a plane, gone somewhere quickly and come back to the yeah. podcast, graced us. Literally. Graced us with his presence. So, Beatmaker is someone that makes the beats in home or at the studio with the artist. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, just make the beat and they'll probably just send it out, probably has an email list, and we'll just send it out and bang, that's the beat made. Whereas the producer is a part of the creative process of the song. You know, the, the producers in the in the studio when the music's happening. The beat maker can be there as well. Like, sometimes they're just chilling. But, like, the producer's really, like, having creative control. The, the producer can sometimes say, you know what, engineer, that sounds cool there, but can you do this here instead? Can you add a bit of reverb there, you know, to just make the vocalist sound a bit more, a bit more juicy there, you know, and stuff like that. The producer's, like, really, like, getting in when the artist is already, you know, laid their vocals down as well. And we'll, we'll give a, a bit of feedback and stuff more so than like the beat maker per se. 
Right, so I, I'm, I've got a very easy analogy just to explain producer and beat maker, right? Go into the studio, yeah? There's a guy on the drum machine, right? There's a guy, was it, who's got the levels, who's the engineer, right? And then you've got a guy who's overseeing it. Mm. The producer is the person who oversees it. Yeah. They're like the architect. Mm-hmm. They're the one who have the grand design for the song, yeah. right? Where the melodies and the vocals go. The engineer is like the civil engineer. He's the one who looks at your plans and what you want to do musically and says, no, you can't do that. If you want to do that, you're going to have to use this plugin. You mm-hmm. have to use this. And then what the beat maker is, is anyone who's the session musician, anybody who's the builder who comes and lays the brick. Yeah. You're not the one who designed the house, mm-hmm. but you did lay the bricks and you did do a good work. And I do feel like session musicians should get paid. But just because you played the music does not mean you're the architect. Just because you make the wall does not mean you, you, you design the house. And that's yeah. Simple, yeah, that's that. That's that's yeah. I'll say kind of that's, a, that's a spot on analogy. A, so a mixture that's of good. kind of both because I feel like I made that transition, and I think nobody walks around and says they're a beat maker. Like no one does that, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> you, have that, you, have the, you have that umbrella term of a producer, and the original producer is what Quincy Jones was, mm. who has a vision for the song. Mm. He doesn't just make the song. Like like certain producers come out as artists. Look at Hit Boy now. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like um, Drummer Boy as well coming out rapping. So most of them, like even songwriters, songwriters are low-key artists already, mm. but they don't have the voice or the image or whatever it is, and they can give their song to someone who has the other bits. So I feel like a producer is someone that actually has the vision for the song and can direct an artist in the studio. Yeah. So I started making beats, and then people would just jump my beats and rap on it and do what they want. Mm. Then I was like, I'm, a, I'm an artist myself, so I can see a vision. So if I got a melody or a hook, I might lay the melody, the hook first, mm. and then the artists are filling the gaps. But I already had a vision for the song, making the song. Mm. So when I have, a, when I might call an artist, or I might call someone that sounds like it might be for them. Mm-hmm. Then I'm already made, and then, then when they come, they add their bit, and then we work together. You know what I mean? And we work and make the song together. So I produce the song. It's my song as much as, as theirs. Mm-hmm. That's a producer. They get really hands on. The beat maker makes the beat. They instructed maybe how how to make it because you know not a lot of input, and then they give it to the artist, and then they sell it. And that's mm-hmm. basically what I feel. It is, and you feel yeah, 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 spawn cool. definitely. So, so right in 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 under ninety seconds, right? What do you think of the current climate of UK urban music? It's growing. I love it actually. It's good. One, one it's at a time. One at a time. One at a time. You <laughs> lot, you lot got powerful thoughts, man. I don't <laughs> together. You Let's go, first, Kyra um, first. I'll I'll go yeah. first. So I feel like uh, drill music is on a decline. It was it was one of the biggest you know sounds for for UK music, but I feel like low key is declining. A lot of a lot of artists you know in 2022 were doing a lot of like drill remixes, which is cool. But it's it's you know you once you hear one, you've heard them all type of thing. Um, it's a very fresh sound for like the younger generation. I feel like drill drill music is, but it also has a lot of negative connotations, and it doesn't it's it's not really represented in the best light. It doesn't represent. Uh, the UK in the best light, I don't think, because, you know, again, negative connotations. But however, um, I'd say UK music is, is doing fairly well. We was talking about Potter Paper earlier um, and, and and even Rimsey, who's doing really well, um, releasing their projects. And who's the other one? I think Nines is, Nines is strong. Crabs in a Bucket, really, Ooh, really, really strong. Outro, outro is actually, favorite. yeah, my favourite song from that album. Um, and, I, and I'd say like what's happening right now is I'm noticing that we are having a 20 year transition into 2000s hip hop mm. and Strands is pioneering a really, really fresh, a really, really good sound that is very positive in a way. 
because you know strands is very fresh if you've heard um us against the world that's a very very good sound for like a guy that's on his come up We've had years in this, right? Mm. We understand it's like UK music is, it took, it took a while for UK rap to even be established. I remember rapping yeah, in American accents. Mm. R&B artists yeah. are singing in American accents and they're trying to do little things like we heard Ray do to try and sound English. Mm-hmm. And I think that when Gigs came out was only good because he was saying slang, he was saying stuff that English people could relate to. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's growing. Like you said, man, it's like people are adding different sounds, do different things. We've got people like um, Jay Haas doing Afro Swing. You obviously got people doing um, Drill. And I didn't think that drill would last this long. It's been almost 10 years since it's I first doing, heard drill. Yeah, it has done well. I thought it would have just came and gone because it was so violent, is the it, content. Is it, is it 10 years? I thought it's like First time years. I heard my drill song was 2000, well, in this country, UK drill. First time I heard the drill song was 2013. Oh, Ever. It was like when 6-7 came out. Mm. That's the first time I heard a drill song. So mm. I didn't think it would actually last this long. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But I think that's more the, the psychosis of the people than the actual music. The lyrical content, mm. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like yeah. the production. Yeah, because yeah. mm. yeah, where yeah. people are in society right now, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're in a very, like, like economically, mm. we're so bad, the negativity. And going back mm-hmm. to producers, right. I feel like now is a good time for producers in this country than before. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I, Definitely. I, I think the biggest issue is a lot of the producers like um, Harmony Samuels who um, did all Sick. chip yeah, yeah, yeah. chip stuff, they're going over to America but nobody's really EPing or executive producing projects mm. in the UK. And the way I feel about the UK music, coming from an era where I was I was listening to 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 um Monster Boy. Sorry that I slept with your best friend. Yeah, it's okay. my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, more yeah. time. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I can see my whole world changing. Boom, boom, boom. Like, and then now I listen to the range of music, and I grew up on that. I'll bring you flowers in the pouring rain. Mm-hmm. I grew up on um, Craig mm-hmm. David. Even uh, Malika Go. Yeah, you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or Crazy Cousins. Yeah? yeah, yeah. That's the one you're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Go. Hey, I sampled that one recently yeah, still. Right. Yeah, banging song, banging song. The, the non Crazy Cousins version. So, uh, Crazy Cousins, uh, the funky house one. I haven't. I haven't. Just I play haven't. Uh, Go, Malika, just the, the normal version.
I think at the time people weren't even ready for this slow ballet kind of. A, no. but, she, part, but, like, but she's doing UK like kind of singing on this song. It's very, very like, UK R and B, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. In your own time, go listen to it. Nah, I will. But, but that's see, sick. that's that's that's. Remember what you said about studying your craft. Yeah. When it comes to like R and B. From like a certain era, mm. I know everything. I know mm. the songwriter, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. the producer, Every, I know what's yeah. the original, I know which one's the cover. Sample Most people thing. don't realize that uh, Monica's Angel of Mine is a cover from a UK garage artist. Oh wow, that's okay. not even the original. So, okay. I, so this is where, why where I say, um, and I'm gonna wrap up because we because we probably we want to do outros. I think a lot of the time we think UK doesn't have a heritage of music, mm. but what happens is we look over what's good for what's popular. Mm. So I'm not saying the the Crazy Cousins remix is fire. Don't get me twisted. Mm. You can rave to that. But we never got to appreciate Malika as the artist. Yeah, the actual original. I didn't even know her name until you told me. I thought it was a Crazy Cousins song. Nah, they remixed it. So I think that's the harshest Mm. part. Um, Mm. I think um, there was a situation with LMA where Jarquise... covered her song mm. and her label did a cease and desist i do think it was the wrong thing they should have done instead of doing a cease and desist they should have just done a, a official remix and got him on the remix rather than yeah. killing his thing yeah. but people were looking at it like oh that's bad because but then you don't realize the effort that artist puts into mm. rolling out that song and then for you to just jump on that wave and then you become an artist like nika where you have a really good hit but nobody knows you because somebody overshadowed Though at the, at the same time, at the same time, on the flip side, I feel like it's a really, really good way to like boost that artist, especially if that artist, you know, uses that momentum from the song to, you know, go ahead and release more music. What Malika did wrong, or at least from my perspective, because I, I didn't even know she had an original. I thought that was the original. In that sense, what she probably did wrong was not use that to, re- to go ahead and release more music. Now, um, Something that Santan Dave has done really well was after Wanna Know when when Drake jumped on that remix. I didn't know who he was to them as I didn't know who he was either. But from but from since then, like I've just been a fan of Santan Dave. Mm. Straight on. Like, and and he's my top five, I'll say. Um, one back in from Newcastle. Labels had a lot more control of artists back then. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, they did. Yeah. And everything you're growing up in an era where music is very flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Say if something popped off back in the day and you didn't have the catalogue. Mm. Yeah, that's that's when like, it's peak. Well, it's a wrap. There's no yeah. plan. We, we can't put this money. We can't mm-hmm. roll it out. So I, I'm going to... I don't know the story. Maybe I need to do my research, but I'm going to give a lot of artists the benefit of it out because back in the day, if they didn't have the right rollout, mm. you're not going nowhere. They don't care if you got a hit. Yeah, yeah, no, because when people are investing in you, mm-hmm. they always want some form of engineering to what's happening because it's their money. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, the Ray thing, we was, I think it works because she was probably just making music that made sense or made money or whatever because they was investing in her. As soon as she built a fan base and became independent, she can make the album we just listened to. Mm-hmm. So there's always a thing of like, you don't know what's good until it's released, really. You know, you might like it in the studio, or people around you might say, okay, cool, this is the sound, or this is... But when you make music, um, you have to conform to a degree 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why people sometimes make two different projects. You know, they might make a pop project, they might make a hood project, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the seven days, seven, like seven days, seven nights is a perfect example because Captain Cohen then said, "Look, people like our girl tunes and people like our road tunes. Let's just make a project with both. Mm. Love below speaker box, another version. Like mm-hmm. they made two separate albums. Even even Scorpi- Scorpion was like that as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Drake, oh, no, Drake, no, Drake. No, 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 no. Oh, you like Drake Scorpion? No, no, no. Scorpion has some good tracks. I like." Um, God's plan. Yeah, I like. Uh, on, let's nice for what? Man. I like Kiki. Do you love? Listen, no, that was a jam. Yeah, the little like, dance, yeah. the little me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was shiggy and that. But generally, as an artist, Drake is the best recording artist of all time. But when it comes to being creative, he's not up there. He's not in high regard. He's also one of the most versatile. He is versatile, but v- v- versatile. That's what a copy guy is. They are versatile. Isn't He's that a chameleon? Isn't that He's also a, creativity though, or is it perceived creativity? It's perceived creativity. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Good He's point, a good very point. good chameleon. Yeah. He's the best. I think if you want to study music business, study Drake. Mm-hmm. But if you want to study artistry, don't study him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the worst one to study because he's what happens when you have the mind of Diddy with the skills of Jay Z. Mm. So where do your ideas come from? Like, are you going from a blank palette? Do you go off like inspiration? Always inspiration. Love Always inspiration. What, inspiration so. from other producers? Because I know going to produce shows must inspire you, obviously. Yeah. So like the the clashes and stuff, like when I go out and like, you know, uh, actually compete head to head with other producers, like that comes from, you know, different elements, but like learning from other producers as well. Like some of them will have sound bites and sound effects in their beats. But like when it actually comes to like me sitting down and making a piece of music, uh, my inspiration growing up was listening to film scores. So growing up, I was a nerd. I loved all the action films. I loved the, the Avengers, the Star Wars, the Transformers. So have you scored? Have you done stuff for moving picture? I haven't done anything officially for, for film and picture, but I've made pieces of music that I'm just sitting on. And I'm like, mm. how have I not put this out there? Mm. Um, but like literally my inspiration comes from Hans Zimmer, Steve Jablonski, um, Steven Spielberg. Um, even Lud- Ludwig uh, Goodson, some uh, he's he's the guy that did uh, Black Panther, really really good scorer. How often do you make? Are you making music? Um, I'm not making music that often, to be honest. Um, You're more engineering then. I'm yeah. At the moment, I'm more engineering because it's more like my bread and butter right now. But um, well, I make your money, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but like I'd say I make about five beats per week. Really? That's and that's like without fail. Yeah, that's so cool. like I'll, I'll like literally I'll, I'll I'll finish the whole instrument. And how do you how, how do you start making a beat? Like, do you just like make a drum beat first? Do you make the melody first? I start with the bass and melody in my head, and okay. then I add the drums in my head, and I add the rhythm, and then I lay it all down in that order as well. And that happens in the session yeah. or previous like um pre- not previously like I'll I'll prepare oh. you know best I like best best as possible. If if I'm out and about and an idea comes to my head. I use my phone. I'll do a bit of voice memos. Voice memos yeah, I'll yeah, be that yeah, weirdo yeah, that walks down the road and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. I'll it just works. like start it beatboxing works. and stuff to my phone and stuff. And then like, I'll hum like ideas and melodies. It's a, a process that Timberland actually uses as well. Okay. I think we spoke about that as well. Like mm, mm. literally he'll, he'll beatbox it's ideas fun. before he actually like lays them down in the studio um, or on the computer. So yeah, that's, that's and you, and you, like, and you, you quick. Because other people like that. When I mean, in the studio, yeah. people don't record. So, like, yeah, yeah. If, you yeah, ma- yeah. if you're doing both, if you're making a beat and engineering, that's like. Double. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the the cherry on the top. Literally, it's like you um you're essentially like, you know, just just fast tracking yourself. If if you're mm. producing and also know how to engineer, you're essentially like becoming that middleman. 
where it's like you're you're skipping a step you're just making mm. life so much easier for you um but yeah to answer your question i can make a beat in about half an hour that's a good time 15 minutes well. half an hour that's good literally okay. just just lay a melody down just add drums da, 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 da. structure it bam 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 and what would you say, your, what would you say your, your style is um mostly like cinematic um, mm. But like when it comes to drums and genres and subgenres, I'd say like drill and trap. I like your drill and trap stuff. That's the one yeah. that I've been hearing so far. Yeah, yeah. So old Jeffy dropped his last book and we'll do an outro. So the next book is called The Creative Act, The Way of Being by Rick Rubin. And if you don't know who Rick Rubin is, he's a legendary producer, worked with Beastie Boys, Jay-Z. And recently I've just been going into his mind and his mindset of how he thinks about ideas and where they come from and, you know, how he makes music. And he said he makes, for me, I like making music when I'm bored. Like, I don't, I don't want to overthink things. I just want to mm. make music. The, the best songs I've ever made when I wasn't like trying too hard, but I was just having fun with it. So I feel like there's just states you need to be in as well. Sometimes you actually, you can, I think music is emotional. So you can make music when you're sad. You can make music when you're angry. But mm. I don't know, like, how do you feel about your mental state when making music? Do you need to clear your head? If you've got a lot on your mind, does it take you a while? Or you just, you can block um, everything out and just focus on being creative? Well, for me, when it comes to a lyric perspective, it, it has to come from somewhere emotionally charged. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes maybe yes. it's because it's different, but because it's a lyric perspective. Because I feel like when you if if you ask a little kid to write a song about a breakup, it's gonna sound very different to if you ask a forty year old man mm. because they they cannot convey or find the words to describe it. And I think it comes from from that, and it comes from a very um, it's 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 like inspired by life. Yeah, it it's comes from yeah, life. Life, life inspiration. I've always yeah. said like inspiration, conversation, observation. That's my thing now because I feel like just being a creative in general. Because I'm writing a book, it comes from conversations. It comes from observing people that you don't even know. It comes from your experience in the day or something we spoke about. I might even talk to you about it, but oh shit, that inspired me. That helped me. Now I'm gonna put this into my song. And I've been using what Rick just said and just about Tim. I've been using a lot of audio. Mm. So I used to be a typer. Now I'm not a typer. Now I just say, okay, cool. I'm gonna put this idea about even podcast. I look up. This is the topics I'm gonna talk about. That I try and think about how it's gonna work in practice. But yeah, it's been a great episode. I've loved it. I think that for Tina, three of us, we got some really good gems and jewels. Come really, on. Yeah, Jeez. just people let Make people know about people, who <laughs> I'm multifaceted. I love music. I love business. And the way the world is going is NFT, crypto. We spoke about it in our episode. Yeah. So it's really grabbing the pulse of where the future of music is. And the future of music is going to be, it's already been digital, but it's going to go into the NFT wave and web free. So mm-hmm. just give people an outro where they can find you and any last thoughts. Yeah. And the last quote as well, like any quote that you think that will be good. Oh, let me go through my phone yeah, quick. So let, got, me, let me go quick. Yeah, you go quick. Yeah. So boom. You know me. I'm at Truth with No Fear. At Truth with No Fear on Instagram. You'll see the poems, the darkness, the aura, and everything else. And a quote um, that I like to use is um, it's a very simple one. Um, you can't um, get you can't get orange juice from apple pills. So you have to know what you are before you know what you can produce. Love it, love it. Um, okay, go. Do you want to go? Uh, yeah, you'll find me on Instagram, uh, YouTube, BeatStars, anything, any social media, LinkedIn at Kairoshan. That's C-A-I-R-O-S-H-A-R-N. And an inspirational quote is, don't be yourself, be the best version of yourself at all times. Love that one. I'm not going to lie. You know what? Yeah, I'll let you know this little secret. Like you screenshot something that I kept on my phone 
and I'm going to read it because I feel like even though you're in the room and like, but that's something that I held. You probably will know. When I read it, you'll be like, this guy, how did you screenshot this? <laughs> I do this all the time. Because you, you, at the end of the day, when I met you and you guys, you all inspired me, brother. And I want mm-hmm. people around me that inspire me. Even my guy right here, like, you don't know. Like, everybody around you needs to influence you in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And you have to get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, you know what? Like, these people might not talk to you on a daily basis, but just your movements. Like, I'm an old producer, bro. So seeing you play your beats and seeing you, what you're doing with Ninja just inspires me. And obviously, I still talk to him as well. So it's just about kind of like keeping each other on our toes. But mm-hmm. what you said, I screenshotted it. And you probably gonna remember this. It says, reflecting upon 2022, uh, the two most important words were discipline. We spoke about this in that episode. Mm-hmm. Success and self-development is impossible without this. Mm-hmm. Number two is alignment. No machine, business, or relationship can progress without common interests and mutual gain. And I'm going to spud you for that one. Facts, I think facts, that facts, facts, facts. I screenshot that's in my phone, like, because I feel like it's very important. Mm-hmm. You are who you meet, you are who you eat, you know, that's real. Mm-hmm. So it's about mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with the right people. And if you're going for tough times, if you're going for anything, it's all temporary. Tough life, times never last. Only tough life people gives last. You <laughs> lemons, right? Life gives you lemons. Make lemonade. Make lemonade out of lemons, man. Like, it's just, it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow is going to be a new day mm. and you start. And don't hold on to things because you know, end of the day, perseverance to me is the biggest key to success. So just keep mm-hmm. persevering, pushing through, and you'll get there. And you'll get there. Yeah. Also, Jerome, just just go, just go. just enjoy, you know, getting in the habit of eating lemons for the sake of eating lemons. <laughs> like There's that. that one too. No, I like that. I like There's that, that one too. Because like sometimes you might not have everything, but if you've got some lemons, just enjoy the lemons, man. Yeah, no, I end it on this note, innit? God only hasn't given what you've promised because you haven't kept your promise for what you've been given. Ooh, I love oh. that one. Because you know what? <laughs> that, that, that's an amazing one. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll just break that down because sometimes yeah, you can make promises with certain people yes. and other people will make promises with you. And you'll, run, you'll wonder why that person hasn't kept their end of the bargain when they've made a promise to you. But all now you've got a promise that you've made to someone still sitting there. You haven't completed that one task. And you know, you're there wondering, why hasn't this come to me? Why hasn't this thing happened? Why hasn't this happened? And you've got a, a, an array of tasks that you haven't completed for yourself and for other people. So it's like literally do your job, put out the good energy and that will come back to you. It will come back to you. It's good. It's good karma. Keep, keep going, going, going. But definitely. But yeah, promises. thank you for having me as well. Do you want to say that again? No, God yeah, hasn't go given yeah. what you've been promised because you haven't promised what you've given. I like that. Making, um, making promises to yourself is more important than making promises to others. Yes. I believe in that as well. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely, man. I love this episode. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's everything I want to do. And I'm going to be back with another episode. Upload will be tomorrow. I'm real quick with this. I'll be added my music in this like I do all the time. And give thanks for the time you travelled all the way from where you come from and mm-hmm. even your time as well. Mm-hmm. And you look stay blessed, stay good. And this is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast and I'm out.